In the beginning was the word. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're with Pastor Talo Sataraka, who is from Samoa and is the senior pastor of New Hope Tokyo in Japan. They've planted a whole bunch of churches around Japan, also the Philippines, Myanmar, Taiwan, all over the place. And uh, he's uh, shouted me out for dinner the other night and I've had the best feed I've ever had in my life. I'm having a great time here in Japan and it's a blessing to be here. And uh, welcome to the program, Pastor Talo. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Now, we'd like to find out a little bit about your story. Uh-huh. Tell us uh, where were you raised and how did you come to Christ? Well, I uh, was raised in, born and raised in American Samoa and um I moved to Hawaii at the age of 16. Well, I always grew up in a church, as most Samoans do, but never had a relationship, um, a born-again, or a relationship with the Lord until I went to Hawaii. So it was in Hawaii that I made that commitment to come to Christ on the beach. So what happened that day? Did everyone notice the, the change in your life? I hope they do, but that was kind of... I was actually uh, doing something different with some of my cousins and friends, you know, we were kind of very, um, we wanted to know Christ, but we were doing some silly stuff. Uh, we're smoking dope and playing American football at the beach. Uh, but still, the Lord broke through uh, when I was listening to uh, my uncle, who we all consider one of the um, a real scary person in the family. So we kind of have a fearful respect <laughs> Of him in a Samoan family, there's always that one person that keep a family, bunches of nephews and nieces who are out of control in order. So he was one of the person. But we saw a person that was so changed by God. In fact, he became my spiritual mentor and my uh, first pastor when I came to commit my life to the Lord. He also had churches in Australia and New Zealand. So some of the people that, if they are listening, probably know who he is. So what's his name? Ike, Pastor Ike Sataraka. Kind of denominations he with? He's independent, uh, charismatic independent type churches. We all grew up in a congregational church though. So how old were you when you had this conversion experience? 18. What did you do for work at that time? Actually, I just got out of high school and I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was getting ready to do uh, training in that uh particular event, the wrestling, uh, was a fellow, a Samoan guy, well-known in Australia, Peter Maivia. Uh, his grandson is The Rock, the guy that is... Uh, so he was the one that was going to... I was signed under to to start something that I thought that was my dream for life. And so you decided to wrestle with God instead? Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> I think he wrestled me. <laughs> You know, uh, you know. One of the thing about wrestling in those days uh, was such a electrifying type of uh, entertainment and sports in in the Samoan community. So every Samoan kid in my age uh, will love to participate and be known. You know, we dream about traveling the world and and beat up on somebody or be beaten up by somebody, uh, and. You know, a lot of these things, money, girls, all that kind of stuff. That, but uh, all that dream 
kind of change when I got saved on that beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a prayer that I pray after uh, I was confronted by my uncle about uh, coming to know the Lord in a personal way. And one of the prayer was, Lord, um, you gave you all for me, so take me anywhere. It was a dangerous prayer. Because then he really did took me everywhere, and here I am in Japan. And when did you go to Bible college? Did you did you go to New Hope Bible College? I went a few several Bible colleges. Uh, um, first with YWAM, and then I went to Calvary Bible College, which is out of Costa, Costa Mesa, Pastor Jack Smith, for two years, and then uh, went to International Bible College, which was out in Hawaii, and then finished my studies at. New Hope. I, I'm a big fan of Pastor Greg Laurie, oh. and he shares a lot of testimonies of how uh, he came to the Lord on the beach uh, and was a part of Chuck Smith's ministry in the early days. So it's amazing uh, the, uh, the, the fruit out of that Jesus movement yes. back in that day. So were you a part of the original Jesus movement? Are you one of those guys? Oh, those guys are too old. <laughs> Um, I'm, 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 I was just kind of after. <laughs> yeah, actually, on the beach was a family gathering, a church gathering that uh, we were invited to. So, I came way after the Jesus movement, but uh, that uh, influence of that movement. Some of them in the early days of my time in YWAM, some of the guys that came out of that movement were teachers. Uh, some of them are still active right now with YWAM uh, in Hawaii. So there's that influence. Now, for those who don't know what YWAM is, it's youth with a mission, not uh, young women after men, as some people say. Uh, or, or young, yeah, yeah. It's youth without money. Without money, that's the other way. <laughs> I like that. That's good. So you uh, were a part of YWAM as well. And I think with YWAM, you had your first ever trip to Japan. What was your first encounter with japan like well it was kind of strange uh my first trip through ywam was uh went to hong kong then to um taiwan and korea and then the last was japan and japan i thought maybe i'll just be here for three months well three months turned out to be almost 30 years uh their first impression of japan um it was um, great people. Uh, the food was so small, though, you know. <laughs> Samoans love huge portions. And uh, I think that was my only um, challenge, was trying not to order two meals at one time to make up for it. But, uh, but the impression of Japan, the people were amazing. I think that's how I fell in love with the people their politeness uh, and um, I could be myself I don't have to be like them I can be me in their midst and I wouldn't make I wouldn't change anything of that the difficulty of reaching them for the Lord uh, was one of the biggest challenge um, in those days now it's a lot better spiritual climate has changed a lot more now than he was almost 30 years ago. I was just talking to a young girl who's a part of your church, and she was saying that she saw the New Hope Tokyo website and saw your smiling face and that you were very friendly. And she thought, I'm going to go and check out that church. He looks like a great guy. 
And obviously that's been part of your success here in Japan. You're just a big, friendly Samoan guy, very welcoming, very friendly. Um, have you found the Japanese Japanese people have responded to your style of evangelism? Uh, I hope they are. I'm, I've seen quite a few of them that are coming maybe because of that. Uh, I'm, you know, for being a huge person, it's pretty scary for a lot of the Japanese. So I have to at least smile. <laughs> and if I don't smile enough, I'll maybe put a tape there on my side of my lips and stretch it out. So, but yeah, uh, I've seen some changes in all my, my 30 years almost here in Japan. I've seen a tremendous change. I've seen a lot of young people come to the Lord. I see a lot of young people who are now ministering in other places uh, out of the ministries that I've been involved in. And uh, this has been a team effort. So they make it easier for me to connect with them. And I'll just use my cultural background to reach their wherever they're at in their culture. Hopefully that will come through. What would you say has been one of the keys to successful church planning when you know there's a lot of churches uh you know that are fearful of church planning think it's too hard it's too difficult what are some of the the keys that you could share with anyone that is thinking you know what i'd love to you know raise up a church plan i'd love to send some people out to plant a church one day what's um what's some of the keys to success for for church planning because you've planted what 14 churches 15 churches now actually we personally uh have four churches and others are coming under that umbrella that leadership um, I think the key to it number one is being flexible sometimes things you learn in um, in a classroom setting does not necessarily apply to reality mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people that come plant churches say bring a classroom mentality and try to fit it and force people into change into their world view mm-hmm. I think uh, flexibility is very important and uh, adjust to the reality that you see on the ground here. Uh, There's some things that cannot be learned in the classroom only by being involved with people and find out where they're at. And and it's going to take some time. Uh, I think sometime will come with a mentality that if I just plant now, I'm going to reap the thing before it bear any fruit. But there's some grounds that, you know, you have to cultivate it, uh, water it and water it and water it, and like a farmer sitting and waiting for it to bear fruit. Uh, we're, we're more result-oriented type of generation that we just want results now. And it proves something that we are doing something. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't always pan out that way. And number two, just be yourself. I think uh, uh, if you just be yourself and connect with people, it's less threatening. And another thing is uh, you got to be willing to die to your culture that you came with you, things that you can't force on another culture. I think I, I look at a lot of uh, missionaries that are frustrated with that, is that they want the mindset of the local to change to the way they live instead of them adopting the reality on the ground and said, I'm called to these people. I'm not here for my comfort. I'm not here for me. I'm not. I'm here for them. And if you come with that mentality, I think the rest will be minor adjustment here and there. If my heart is to serve people, 
because I've heard in Asia, uh, this another uh, one of our um, my encounter with a young leader somewhere. He quit one of the church that we planted, and his reasoning was, um, you know, I can't find a church that serves my need, which is I want an English church fellowship. I said, that's such a stupid reason to think. I mean, why did you ever become a missionary in the first place? Becoming a missionary is to send out, and you're no longer uh, bring your culture to the culture you're trying to reach. Otherwise, it's a slap on the face of the people. Well, I've certainly felt um, very welcomed and... You know what? A, what a great culture you've got in in you know New Hope Tokyo and New Hope Yokohama, where I visited last week. You know, it's been so good to see um, this uh, wonderful welcoming culture, and uh, can see it's part of the DNA uh, of you as as a leader too. You're very friendly, and you can see that spreading throughout the churches here, which is wonderful. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to HistoryMakersRadio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to HistoryMakersRadio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.